Fuck it. We're doing it live. And there you have it, folks. Out to the Lions. We're back, baby. Back and better than ever. Your co-hosts oh. and your hosts, Emma Ross, Boy Tugger DeCamp. How we doing, everyone? How we doing? Oh, you're doing great. Don't know what video it is or what pod it is. What's the episode? That's what it was. Still have no idea what episode it is. We're just going to dive in. Um, things we're going to be chatting about today. We're going to go over a few different things. Um... The adult in the room has left Meta finally. Cheryl Sandberg. Cheryl. Most of you know her, the genius, the wizard behind the ad business over at Facebook slash Meta. She has decided to take a leave of absence, or some would call a sabbatical. Or she just got the fuck out of there before She's it went downhill. Dipping um, permanently. <laughs> Phil Knight put an offer into by the Trailblazers. TikTok getting into the streaming wars. Slack somehow entering the recruiting space. Uh, layoffs are happening all over not just the tech industry where will this go Elon and his robot this is one that you had Tuck I don't know nothing about this is this is this a real thing here he's got a robot yeah real fucking sketchy yeah, okay well there we go we'll get into all that um, trailing topics we'll talk about some stable coins what the future is for that get into some VC action most valuable company in the world and What's happening with this Elon deal? Question mark. We'll see what happens. As well as polling employees in the workspace, talking about remote work, whether you need to get back the fuck in the office, or whether you're good to stay at home. We're going to dive into the last topic. I, myself, work from home fully, remotely, um, whether that be my full-time job or doing other contract work. I'm fully remote and I'm never going back into an office. That is what 64% of people said they would rather quit than go back into an office. You, on the other hand, are full-time in the office. What are your thoughts on this? Honestly, I think it depends on if you're a piece of shit or not. And (laughs) let me get into that a little bit. Please elaborate. I think where a lot of people like you see Elon as of recently is talking about, you know, everyone needs to get back in the office. Like I'm not going to have anybody like if you want to work remotely, then work somewhere else. And obviously he can do that. You know, he has the ability to do that. The hard part is he also has like, he has the ability to bring in the greatest talent, but that also means he has the greatest talent. And that means that that talent, if they so choose, can go anywhere they want. If you work at SpaceX specifically or Tesla, honestly, you can work anywhere you, you want. They're the most competitive company probably on the planet when it comes to everything that they're in. Um, and you know, going back to, uh, sorry, I went on a little tangent there, but going back to, you know, if you're a piece of shit or not, what I mean by that is that, you know, a lot of CEOs are tired, I'm sure. And they see that they can cut a little bit off the bottom when say top, top of the, uh, top of the financial part, but bottom of the, uh, of the ladder when it comes to employees. And where I think it's important is it's like, there's a lot of people who work their asses off regardless of if they're at home or if they're, they're in the office. That's where I think it's totally valuable. You know, you get a lot of morale out of the same amount of work. It's an automatic boost for your employees who are working hard. I think you could, 
you've seen it. We saw it during the pandemic is like these people go straight into working at home and then they're making cash because they're working from home, but they're also a stock trader all day. And you know what I'm saying? It's like, they're doing other things and, you know, kudos to the people who are being extra productive and like using that extra time, extra time that they have not working, um, working on something, but there's a lot of people out there who are just like napping till 12 and like, just making sure they got their email notifications on. So I think that's a balance, but like, honestly, as a person who enjoys working in an office somewhat of the time, having that flexibility, I think is super important. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people like it. I did it in my last job and I loved it for a bit. I think a little bit of both is always great, but it really depends on if it's worth it or not for the business is really dependent on your employees. And if you chose the right employees from the beginning. Yeah. And I'll kind of touch on what you said about people using the quote unquote, like extra time that they have. It, mm -hmm. it definitely pointed out to that. There's definitely a gap that's missing here of, Hey, I'm getting the same amount of work done in three hours that I would normally spend in an office eight hours a day. So there's got to be some kind of disconnect here of like, why do we have to go into the office if I'm getting more my work done, if not more work done at home? What's the point of this? That's where I'm yeah. kind of, but like you said, there's people are using it and abusing it of they'll roll over at 8:59, turn their laptop on and say, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm checked in for the day. I'm working. And they'll send a couple emails and then log off for the day and kind of abuse that system and put a bad name to, I think, what work from home actually could be. Yeah, I think perfectly described by you is uh, in the engineering field, a lot of times it, it, we work in like a silo type system where we will interact with other people, but we we are cognizant of our project and we are very project-based. So, you know, obviously that, that takes time, like, time months whatever depends on your job but you're responsible for that work and if you get that work done um you know more power to you and then it go, it falls on to the managers or you know the people at the higher echelon to kind of gauge where people are at and how they're like finishing work and to give them more work if you know if you can finish all of your work in three hours, which I totally agree with because the days that I come in, like if I go in on a Saturday and nobody's there, I bust out so much more work than I would if I was at the office. I totally agree with that. So then it kind of falls on, on upper management or anyone above them to allocate that work, you know, more, I guess, continuously and reevaluate workloads all the time. Um, I think where it becomes a real problem is, is like, you know, people have like long-term projects or they're being paid to continuously provide a service and they're just like doing the bare minimum of what they're being paid for. But I truly believe that if you're an employee and you're fucking busting your ass and you're getting that shit done in three hours, at the end of the day, it's like, it's not your fault that you are you know more capable than the manager thinks you are so they need their, that's their job to evaluate you so 100 percent. and i think that so all the one thing that i saw that translates to to the work from home thing here and it was a it's 
going viral and it's just a picture of of gas prices here in california at like 750 or something like that absolutely absurd and uh, it's he his comment was just like this is the greatest marketing campaign for work from home i've ever seen and yeah, it's just it's, it's so true dude it's it's wild you know up here in washington it's not as bad as down in california it's insane down there we have about, I think it's like 550. And, you know, it's funny because like 550 is now like, oh, that ain't that bad. Like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, perfect example. I drive 60 miles every day for work. You know, I average about 400 miles a week on my car. And, you know, people drive more than that. And it's, sh- it's shitty. So, like, at, you know, these prices, it's like, damn, I could be saving like $300, $400 a month on gas. And, you know, if you're making like fucking cash money first class, you know, like <laughs> you're not worried about that. But like the people who of are course. worried about working from home aren't like chartering a PJ to work, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Talking about, we'll, we'll stay on that and talk about the same people that are worrying about gas prices and things like that. Um, leads me back into the whole tech layoffs work from home um this was kind of all planned out i would say i'll I'll go on the conspiracy train and and say this wasn't such a coordinated attack from elon saying like hey we need our management back in the office we need our employees back in the office this was more of a way to lay off employees and give people the option to just resign and not pay them a severance um because it's if you read it like we talked about earlier with mark and talking about just read read the room dude figure out what reels is but this is this is an elon moment of him reading the room and saying like hey there's a uh, this is a financial turmoil that it's about to be like destroy us right now and we need to get rid of some people and i think this is a coordinated effort from him yeah honestly like businessman doing business deals that was pretty like honestly i wouldn't want to be i'd be pissed but at the same time, you know, get on him for trying to figure out like a, an angle for that because, you know, if people are going to choose to quit rather than work, you know, so be it. Let them do that, you know, <laughs> be do you gone. you think that there's going to be those, I don't know, like we talked about, there's like Netflix got rid of 7% of their, their staff. Coinbase just cut back on, I think it was like two or five percent something along those lines but do you think this is a trend across all of the industries or is this specific to just tech and those software companies yeah no i think it's a across all industries i think we're we're seeing definite shrinkage um in almost everything i want to say um and so what I'm thinking is a lot of these CEOs, a lot of these uh, high-level corporate managers uh, were in 08. You know, they were working and they were in like the corporate structure in 08. And they're like, hey, I don't think this is 08, but I still don't want to be sitting, you know, sitting pretty re- ready to get fucking blown up by this shit. You know, a lot of small business owners I've been talking to have, uh, so to speak, trimmed the fat and and laid off a lot of their bottom, you know, 
10%, 15%, depending on the size of the, of the company, but they've gotten rid of them like beforehand, before all this slows down. Cause they're like, Hey, I gotta be, I gotta be lean and mean if I'm, you know, the whole point of everyone getting paid and me having employees is like this business needs to survive and it's not going to survive if we have all these extra people, you know, specifically the ones who aren't the best performers, you know, we need that. We need to be as lean as we possibly can. We need to be making it through this storm and that's all prepped. And I think that all came from the feeling and the, I guess, damage that 08 did to a lot of these businesses. Yeah. Everything's kind of like looming. No one knows when it's happening. Everyone it's like, when you watch any financial news outlet and it keeps saying like, Oh, it's coming. The crash is coming. The crash is coming, but it it's hasn't hit yet. We're technically we're in a recession. Yes. But, um, just depending on where you're at in the cycle, you don't really know what's going on. But speaking of people getting laid off and uh, not really having to work, what's up with you? with your boy elon is he's making replacements for us people here we don't need to work anymore what's going on yo uh i don't know what is going on because i see this guy go around everywhere you know he's talking to politicians he's talking to governors same thing senators governors uh he went to the white house i think talking about ai and like the dangers of ai and you know all the problems like you know we need to be very careful with all this and i guess you know i don't understand it enough to you know be like oh well you know you're just getting into this i'm sure yeah. there's they <laughs> go about it a certain way I, you know uh watch irobot they watched irobot that's what it was they followed the three laws or whatever it was it's the research yeah. man so yeah that's the extent of the research that they're doing over there that's pre pre uh, slap Willie Smith right there, and I think everybody <laughs> everybody enjoys that guy. So, so um, no, are they yeah. what's happening with that? Are they building? I didn't know about this until you just kind of put it in our chat. Like he's building a robot. What's going on? Yeah, so pretty much what they're doing is I think that they had a team split off from the AI team that is in Tesla that uh, you know was working on the self driving cars, and I think they found some sort of niche or like they got to some point where they were like, okay, I think we've built uh, enough of a base to kind of go in this direction. We should try and go in this direction. So they've been working on this uh, humanoid robot, so to speak. Yeah. They uses AI uh, that like the goal of it, which I was like, okay, whatever uh, is that it would take care of all of the, uh, like chores and things that humans don't want to do, like washing dishes and taking out the trash. And I'm like, why would you buy a, you know, I'm guessing it's a, at least a million dollars, a robot to like do basic tasks. I don't know. It's like, you can pay someone $30,000 a year to like do all those things. And hundred percent like, the gig economy is well it's it's big enough now where people are like yeah i'll take 30 grand to take out your trash every like like two twice a week and do your dishes like every few days like that's you can work with multiple clients and make over 100 grand a year doing that yeah yeah so i don't i not too sure where he's going with this um 
gives me doesn't give me like a warm and fuzzy feeling so still not sure of like what the end goal is with the bot but yeah he's trying to like deploy the deploy um i think he's deploying or at what is it tesla ai day uh in september they're gonna like roll it out and they're gonna do their whole thing with it and we'll actually see you know can it kill people (laughs) you know that's the question we're all trying to ask we all want to and of course we'll we'll get on this uh we'll get on this tangent side of things on uh on our other podcast that we'll be yeah releasing very soon so stay tuned for that one we'll we'll chime in on that over there yeah trio podcast but seriously we're, we're trying to figure out if it's you know gonna kill Aunt Susie or not so yeah we'll, I mean, we'll see we'll see how that goes it, it, i'm de- like if elon's afraid of it i'm definitely afraid of what could happen with ai <laughs> i just don't i mean we look at we use um that whole like deep fake stuff i don't know if you've seen any of that like the deep fake tom cruise baby yeah like there's just so many things out there like ai tools the this uh, the service we use to edit the podcast, Descript, they have a uh, an AI that detects your voice and can recreate it for you. So you might not know if you're listening to me live or I'm just typed this up and now it's talking for me. You never know. Yeah, and that's the fucking sketchy part. I feel like people are getting a little... <laughs> I don't, you know, I do not claim to be an expert. This is not financial advice BS, but I feel like a lot of people are if they're actually using AI, you know, me and you have obviously had this experience where they're talking about like the AI algorithm that we have. And it's like, okay, (laughs) what's going on here? You actually have AI or you just like want to say that, but you know, with, with (laughs) what we got going, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities that you could just use machine learning and you don't have to like, get fully into AI and to like r- risk the future that it could be obviously, you know, there's parameters and shit like that. And again, this is like, not, I'm not an expert, but like, damn, do we have to like use AI to like, you know, see no, what and- your favorite color is like, it's going to fucking kill you eventually. <laughs> and we go back and forth all the time talking about this. And I very rarely have sympathy for people who are venture capitalists or even at like VC firms, like you're, you're the top of the top when it comes to wealth basically you're just burning money every year but i feel bad for the vcs who have to sit in meetings with companies who are pitching that they have like the latest and greatest ai ml analytics it's just it's a load of shit and they know it come on yeah like we're gonna use ai we're gonna use something that could like technically just take down everything if it gets sophisticated (laughs) enough but we're gonna use it to figure out what your best spotify playlist is during christmas 2022 girl (laughs) and all it's gonna be is fucking all i want for christmas for you or whatever the fuck it is yeah it's gonna be useless but we're gonna just start that path it just like (laughs) it's a snowball effect and eventually it's gonna fucking turn into some frequency it's gonna blow our fucking brains out okay we're gonna we'll be on another pod and we'll get more into this we got really fucking (laughs) sidetracked for a sec (laughs) No, I love where it's going. It's going downhill real quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's let's bring it back in here. Um, you had another couple topics. Uh, TikTok getting into streaming. What's going yeah. on there with that? I'm I'm a TikTok aficionado. I'm on there quite a bit. Um, aficionado, dude. I've 
I've had my before we get into this. I got my few gripes with TikTok lately. You know, you're the you're the reels guy. You have beef with with Zuck <laughs> yeah. and reels over there Thanks at Instagram, reels, dude. But your boy, I, you know, ZZ Ping. If you're listening, my man, tell the people at TikTok to to figure it out with this. They keep inputting live feeds on my on my feed. I'm not into this live video stuff. Just give me my my normal TikTok scroll without any live videos going on. Figure it out, man. Dude, that's why they're doing that. That's that's exactly what thank you for the segue here. That's why they're doing the lives is because TikTok just set up how to uh for people to monetize their live streams. So everyone's just like inserting that right, you know, just like just like I don't know the year, but you two put themselves onto everyone's oh iTunes library. Gosh. That was downhill for iTunes. That's why the iPod died is because of you two. That was the last themselves. time that I don't want, we don't have to get too political, but that was the last time our country was on the same page. We all <laughs> said, fuck you two at that moment. We were all on the same page of you. We didn't ask for this. We don't want this. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's like summer 2016. The next day <laughs> yeah. fucking Harambe died. That's where that's what happened, and then just like downhill slide. Dude, it's U two gets on there, and then it's Harambe, and then Trump's president, and the whole country is just in a chasm, dude. It's just yeah. horrible. Down into the right, just yeah. flip it over <laughs> up into the left. So I I, de- I derailed us again, man. I'm sorry. No, no, we're we're perfectly we're on track here. TikTok is getting into the streaming wars. And that's probably so why they're fucking up your feed. Yeah. So what does this look like? So is it similar to like Patreon where you, if you pay creators, you will get like, um, you'll get like behind the scenes content or like, what does this look like? You get, is it getting like AdSense on the, uh, the pay-per-view? What does it look like for the TikTok's model? Yeah. So their model is, is a little bit different to where you're already on on the app of course and how they're presenting it is they're gonna put out the first two episodes free they actually end up being 30 minute episodes which i find we'll talk about it after but i find interesting because that is eons longer than what everybody's used to on tiktok yeah but they're putting the first two out free and then it'll be like 4.99 a month or I think it's like 499 for the rest of the season. Uh, but what this is like setting up is creators are going to like start like creating their own style of content. That's like a little bit longer. And then it will be like a kind of pay-per-view thing that they can set up a more, you know, obviously anyone can do anything with it, but uh, like a more legitimate basis uh, for their content rather than kind of like the, hey, we got 10 seconds to get something done. People will be more invested in, you know, TikTok will become more of a competitor with YouTube directly because people will be putting their content on there a little bit longer uh, form, I guess you could say, and they will be getting paid for that or they're using the OnlyFans model Hashtag Kathy Woods, hashtag don't get on OnlyFans. <laughs> and they will be getting paid or like paid per view, like you said. This is an interesting, it sounds like they're going after 
both YouTube and Twitch with incentivizing their their live streaming as well as like YouTube made a massive investment a couple of years back into their creator space um, where they really took a, they really went after Amazon and Twitch with their stealing their creators and getting them onto YouTube gaming or YouTube streaming. But it, it now sounds like TikTok is doing the same thing and they're coming after everyone now. Yeah, it, like everyone. They got Netflix, you know, on yes. the ropes. They're like... Yeah. Right when Netflix is about to release their um, low-cost subscription model to that with ads. Yeah, and uh, just to touch on that a little bit, apparently it's not going very well. They rolled that out in Peru, I believe it is. And uh, people are either not doing the password sharing they're just sharing the password and not having that so it's like <laughs> how do we how do we figure this out it's like yeah you shouldn't have done it in the first place and uh yeah so people are either doing that or just canceling altogether so not working well for netflix i would say like insert the whole the meme i think it's a south park meme like i didn't hear no fucking bell like tiktok's gonna be rolling <laughs> in hot mike tyson with the uh right cross well i mean it's already going downhill really fast and that was a real issue too uh talking about how this was a really scary from a business perspective is because then they would have to release their numbers on what their bot situation was like then they'd have to start reporting to advertisers and like giving real results of Hey, this is like who we're reaching. This is our demographics. You can't just say, "Oh, we have the highest, um, the highest grossing shows anymore." It's just you have to actually report that now to someone. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just keep everything internal anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I know it's kind of uh, in a spot. What do we have for staying on on that space of of tech and moving over to Salesforce? Is brainchild what's going on with slack and recruiting so slack is actually trying to take on linkedin when it comes to to recruiting i think that something came up uh i don't know how the idea really started but something about they started out like recruiting and talking to potential employees and um whatever they're called recruits i guess candidates uh candidates on on their space and what they saw that they were able to do is like it was a more free way of communicating obviously they were able to go back and forth a little bit quicker and then they were able to look at their slack history that candidate's slack history to see how they actually work in a space obviously that requires a a um history of working on slack but a lot of people have found success on it i think they said one of some uh, marketing, is market affiliate marketing um, person that was going for Facebook, I think it was, got got on there and originally got on for Facebook, but then got like thirty two different offers in like five days or something. So <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, what's going on? But the big thing is, is that they're utilizing uh, their more free to talk platform and kind of keeping it less uh, linkedin like to like yeah. create a word, you know, <laughs> they're like, 
they're trying to change it up a little bit because they I feel like everybody understands that like when people post on LinkedIn, they're like, Great job, man. Like, I don't know about you, but I just see that and I'm like, Yeah, you're just like It's just a bunch of like virtual signaling. I'll refrain from using the other term I was gonna use, but it's just like everyone going around and giving like patting each other on the back of it's kind of ridiculous. Even though we're all on it, it's just it's a mess. I don't keep up with it. It's, I don't know. I don't think it tells the complete picture of a person when they're just saying good things about everyone, when they don't really mean that. When you get yeah. them on the weekend, get a couple of drinks in them, and you're just like, you are not the same person that your LinkedIn portrays. Exactly. And I think it's like people are on there. They're talking like they would talk in front of their boss. And it's like, we, we don't want that. You know, I think that, you know, Slack is... Yeah, obviously they have a long way to go. I think that I want to say there's uh, got like a hundred million people, 140 million people on, uh, on LinkedIn and there's yeah. like 4 million people on Slack. So there's 6 million. They, they got a long ways to go when it comes to, uh, users, but I think they got the right outlook because everyone that I've talked to recently, it's funny that we're having this conversation now has said the same thing about LinkedIn. And it's like, it's just this like fake free for all. And some people are just like way more into it than other people. And everyone else is looking from the sidelines. Like, yo, I just like, I just put my <laughs> stuff on here. I don't even know why I'm on here. Exactly. Like I had to make this in college to graduate. Yeah. So here it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Staying on that, we'll go jump over to, I don't, I don't want to talk about them, but we're going to. The adult has officially left the building over at Meta. Cheryl yeah, Sandberg she was tired of fucking leaving. up the reels, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. She's dipping out, but like, respect, man. Get enough of the fucking Zuck for a lifetime, I'm guessing. I mean, like you said, she came in when the company, like, was having a hard time figuring out its direction and like finding its North star. And I mean, I don't want to compare her to, to Tim cook, but she really came in and found a way to monetize and really drive the company forward. I, I mean, Zuck probably is a genius and he'll go down as one of the greatest kind of builders or entrepreneurs out there. But I think she was the one that was really behind the growth and everything behind Facebook and that she made it possible for them to do their business. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, maybe it's a compilation of things. I don't know if, you know, I'm not going to speculate if she agrees with the whole, you know, diving into the metaverse thing. Um, but as well as Apple's move on, on uh, data privacy. So maybe she was like, you know what I'm seeing uh seeing the writing on the wall and it's it's time to go and i think you know she's she's like she's the only person who saw that this whole wooden ship was on fire and <laughs> zuck's like hey, it's fine i got a i got a fire extinguisher in the back like no no i think you said it perfectly she saw the writing on the wall she is making the right move here and it's a perfect segue for her to leave too of like she really came in drove home the narrative of like we're going to be an ads business and this is how we're going to make our money and now that the company wants to go in a different direction of going into the metaverse like it's fine like 
she can live with that and do her own thing now and be happy with, hey, I, I took the company in the direction that I wanted it to go, and now it's it's all on Zuck. Yeah, I agree. It's perfect timing. Let's talk about something that's a little more down to earth. Phil Knight offering to buy the Trailblazers. Let's get into some sports. Oh, right. Philly <laughs> fucking not getting a deal here. $2 billion for the Trailblazers? Like, you're paying $2 billion for Damian Lillard? Come on. Yeah. Like, I was going to say, it's a little, I'm not the biggest basketball guy. You're not either, but a little out of market. I don't know. Portland is not the hub for for basketball, as I can as I can tell. But um, I don't know. I don't think $2 billion plus other assets is, is worth that franchise. I think I would much rather try and offer for something a little more. At this point, I'd rather have the Jazz than the Trailblazers. Yeah, because, you know, you get a team that's like, meh. You know, you got you got Dame Lillard, and I feel like that's you know that's something there. But you know, he can't lead a team to a championship, as well as you're buying a franchise that's located in a city where ju- drugs have been decriminalized. Like, you are not in a good spot here. You better like pick a bunch of like. Never mind. I was gonna get into something, but like, it's you better a pick re- a bunch of straight edge people. It's a recipe for disaster. If you could, you could say it, man. If, if Dennis Rodman is still playing today and he's in Portland, it's game over for him. Dude, he doesn't no, turn it's out game the way over he did. for everybody else because then he doesn't have to fly all the way to Vegas and back. You could just do it all the way up to game time <laughs> and then I'll be ready. Juice me up with an IV and I'll be fucking back to normal in five minutes. Overall, I just, that's a horrible idea. Like, you're going to be paying double for security than every other i would say mid-market team is it's just it's a disaster i don't think yeah. the the cost is worth it yeah but you know how old is phil i think he's like 80 is he really yeah he, he's an old dude hold on let me Dang. let me pull this up real quick phil knight i, I mean believe 80 now is like not that old yeah man but like you know if you're worth let's see how much is how much is phil worth Phil is worth. I mean, he's enslaved all of China. He's got to be worth something, dude. He's eighty-four. <laughs> Jeez, hitting me with the China. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, yeah, he he owns half of no China's way. factories, and he's eighty-four, and he's worth fifty-four billion. So, I think you know, two bill out the pocket to like say that you owned an NBA team. Oh no, we like, need to. We need to stop this episode. I can't. We need to change topics. All I'm saying is, is like the pictures I'm seeing now on Phil Knight. I need to get out. Get me out of here. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't need to get canceled this early. This is. Yeah. It's tough. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All I'm I'm saying is to, to keep it plainly with the quality at which the trailblazers are as a team right now phil you know rest in peace i hope this ages well he probably will be dead by the time the trailblazers are ready to be a championship team exactly and that's it's not he's not going to see the return unless it's like a legacy play i don't think this is in his best interest like unless he's i don't know his family situation whether it's like kids grandkids like 
I don't. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, neither do I. What is this, dude? <laughs> oh my god. So, closing thoughts. Um, anything else you want to kind of touch on? I thought the biggest thing that I thought went under the radar was Saudi Aramco passing Apple again for the most valuable company at almost two and a half trillion dollars in net worth. Dude, like those, they got money. I can't fathom that amount of money. Yeah, that is ridiculous. I I can't believe that. I, open the pipeline, man. That's unbelievable, dude. Um, and then the like other kind of thing that slipped under the radar was Tiger Global losing seventeen billion dollars. Like they were funding almost anything. I don't know about you. I was talking with a couple companies, um, probably two or so months ago now, just like putting feelers out there seeing what was going on in the market and their initial pitch was that they led with that they were funded by tiger global and i was like no wonder why they're losing 17 billion dollars like these are the companies you're funding yeah i think that's one of those things <laughs> it's like you know i'm not gonna make the comparison but it's like hey you know like uh hey guys you're talking to the boys and you're like, hey, you know, guess what? The other night, me and this lady. And everyone's like, oh, no way. Me too. Me too. Me too. Everyone's getting funding. Yeah. Tiger Global. Well, It's not like Andreessen anything. Horowitz is safe, though. Andreessen Horowitz is investing in Adam Newman. So yeah. They, let's get... they, they saw Tiger and they're like, hold my beer. <laughs> That's where they're at. Um yeah so what do you i mean my content for for this weekend i don't know if you have anything else let me know i can stop what, you got content come on okay cool i didn't know you had be, if you wanted to bring up another topic or anything like that we'll close out here no 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 this is this is good this is good <laughs> content uh for the weekend here um coming to orange county is the uh professional pickleball tour so i'm about to be at pickleball this weekend watching some some top tier talent. All right, Gary V, let's go. You know, I mean, I was, that you got to buy bro, a team I was, or what? I was there before Gary V made it cool. Pickleball though, dude. Damn, I. Yeah, you know it, it's popping right now. I think we should. Uh, what, what do you What do you say? We create a team. Come on. I'm here for it. Let's do it. That's the new say content. Less. Content recommendation. Emmett and Tucker. Pickleball. Pickleball team. We're investing in the pickleball team. There we go. Yeah. We said it. Our new there company that we, we've created is investing in pickleball teams now. So there you go. Done. Yeah. And we are one of the teams. We invest in ourselves. <laughs> can you depreciate a person? How does that work? I'd be, there's got to be, we can definitely make this happen. We can do this. Yeah. Uh, like I'm down to depreciate myself. I'm, I feel it every day. Like I'm just going down a little bit every day. <laughs> I meant, um, competing in pickleball but oh yeah yeah, yeah the whole I don't know. depreciating like, body thing yeah same thing yeah financially <laughs> you know i'm just focused on the company here so what do you what do you yeah. have here for content what do you got going on you know i'm not i'm not gonna like you know go back to the same thing we always go to but f1's this weekend it's actually this weekend last time i recommended this content it was actually the weekend <laughs> after so i apologize to all the listeners who were like this guy doesn't know what the hell is going on seriously you asshole or are they, so, are they baku this weekend yeah yeah 
it's gonna get wild that's all that's all we'll say they're in, they're yeah. in baku yeah yeah they're in baku um <laughs> I, for all the nerds out there, I just started Obi-Wan Kenobi and that is very slow. Uh, yeah, very slow. Um, really? yeah, no. And like, I think they're building up. I have a lot of faith in it. Um, but you know, it's, it's good to get on that. I think they're going somewhere with it. So I'd recommend that. And did you watch any of the other ones like Mandalorian, Boba Fett, yeah. any of those ones? I didn't see any I, of those. So I think I'm so, kind of yeah. Yeah, Mandalorian was a was a great show. If you haven't watched that, that was uh that was done by John the guy who did Iron Man. Can't remember uh, his name. Joe um Favreau. John Favreau. Okay. He did that. So he's the overall create like creative director now for like a lot of these Star Wars shows. And I don't know if he did Boba Fett, but he's overseeing uh Obi-Wan Kenobi right now and the Boa Fett one was all right. I just felt like it was like this, like obviously I don't want to get um shit on by a bunch of Star Wars fans. He is like obviously the OG guy, but like it felt like the Walmart version of the Mandalorian when it came to the TV show. Damn. Uh it was that just is... like a it was just like a oh we're we're using this, you know, like we're just changing the story uh it was still good but it wasn't as good as the mandalorian show so that's just my opinion and i'm sticking to it and watch obi-wan kenobi yeah i know i'll double down on my on my content recommendation for this weekend um top gun like everyone else you gotta see it it's good oh my god highway to the danger zone dude it's it was i was phenomenal it just screams america Content recommendation, Kenny Loggins. There you go. Footloose. <laughs> Highway to the Danger Zone. All I know is those. Great song. Get you in the 80s mood. Get you fucking popping. Guess you're ready for it. Well, that's all I got, man. Anything else for, their, for the listeners at home? Thank you again for liking, subscribing, listening to us. We appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to hear more about how Reels is fucking up, hit that like and subscribe button yeah well get more of that uh, this has been out to the lines myself emma ross my esteemed co-host tucker DeCamp. we'll see you guys next time see ya <laughs>